Pipes and Mitch. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce Mr. Lyle Davis. Thanks for coming on today, champion. Cheers, big dog. Thank you. What's going on? Where do we find you today? Um, I'm at home in my little podcast room. Yeah. So uh, doing this over Zoom instead of um instead of being here with Swanny drinking whiskey, we're doing that over the computer, which is interesting, which is good. Well, like this is what lockdown was like for me. When I, you know, when we're going through the COVID crisis, I I turned into a massive piss rack, eh? Because there was no one I knew in my LGA. And um, like I just, I got, you know, delivery straight into my door and holy shit, turned into a blimp. Could have got a good year tattoo. Can you, like, can you imagine if like drop off alcohol was a thing when you were 18 or like oh. even 17? Yeah. Because like, I was going to say, I remember like, that would have been great. Like, I remember when I was 18, you'd get an eight pack of Tui's Platinum's Extra Dry for like 20 bucks. And they were eight <laughs> drinks each, and you just absolutely <laughs> write yourself off. It was much cheaper back in those days. Yeah, well, I don't like. Is there much? Um, is there much legality around getting it dropped off? Like, do they check your ID or anything like that? I like. Is there anything through the app? Or like, what would stop a fucking an interested seventeen year old from getting fucking door dropped fucking vodka or whiskey? I don't know. I guess you get mummy or daddy's credit card. I suppose couldn't. You? Maybe they check ID when they drop it off. I'm not sure. But did they do ever do that for you? No, because I look about 70. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. But like, did they, have, did they do contactless alcohol? You know, like, will just leave your shit at your front door? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Surely they did. Like, uh, well, every every time I, I was just home and like, you know, when, you, when you're a shift worker, you drink a lot and sleep on your face, they tend not to ask you for ID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I, just, I wonder, eh? Like, because I know one of the guys around town that drops it off and he reckons it's like, it'd be pretty easy to like bullshit around the system. Like imagine being a 17 year old at a party and being able to get like six bottles of vodka dropped off. It'd be at all this day and age. So if any 17 year olds out there are listening, men you love. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, get in touch. I'm interested to, see, to hear if it's like that easy to do. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll put that, I'll put that question out to any potential 17 year olds out there listening. So I mean, I, like, um, especially well, if, like, if their mum or dad uses the service, whether they could just like get on. Do you know what I mean? It's easy. Get on yeah, the app you, and reorder. Yeah. You've definitely uh, opened up a can of worms there. So for those of you who don't know where we're talking about, like I, I moved to Orange here earlier in the year and I asked Lyle to come on because he, he hasn't heard the amazing introduction I've done for him. But uh, as mentioned, he owns the powerlifting gym out here, uh, One Strength, and he's a podcaster as well. And he's, well, let's face it, the blokes are rigged. Like I look at him, just go hot damn, super likes the days. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And um, I thought it'd be good a good idea this week to talk about like health and fitness and sort of training the best, training the very best in the Central West. There you go. There's a plug for you. <laughs> and talk a bit about yeah. pod, like powerlifting in general and talk about like you as a bloke and how you got started and all that sort of thing. So, but first, before we do that, I was wondering each week as like a bit of an ice breaking tool, there's a section I like to call having a bitchy with Mitchie where we have a good old whinge wine soup. So would you like to join me in and having a, a good old 100%. wins this week? Yeah, yeah. I got a couple of things. I'll um I'll, I'll just shoot one of them off, but you can go first if you want. What do you normally do? Well, I'll, I'll let the guests choose. So if you're ready to go, it's up to you. No, you go first. You go first. Right so uh, in episode 20, 28, my friend Alex came on and he shared his story. And um and my what this well, he's actually getting married to love his life, Sarah. Shout outs. And um one thing that we're trying to organize for him is um entertainment uh of the female variety anyway so he may or may not know this i doubt he'll listen to this but we'll see how we go shout out <laughs> to your champion and one of the things that pisses me off is that when you try and organize shit in a group setting people that are just tight asses and you're chasing money and chasing money like you i don't know how you go with the gym and having to hit people up but i fucking hate it like it's hard to get 30 dollars out of people to see some very, very nice assets, I would assume, later <laughs> on in the year. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I guess the bitch is just trying to chase people up. There are some tight asses in the group. Fuck me, they're tight. Tighter than a, than a flea's asshole. But, you know, what do you do? So, yeah, that's my bitch for the week is people that aren't, you know, that are that tight, that it just yeah, makes you cringe. They're, they're not on board for chipping in and they'll happily go without saying anything if it gets me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's mine. What about yours? What's ailing you this week, sir? Oh, Jesus. Um, I don't know how good this is going to sound. Okay. I'll give you, I'll, I'll tell you what annoys me and then I'll give you a bit of backstory. So it sounds not as bad. Okay. <laughs> right. So, 
the thing that is genuinely doing my head in at the moment in general, and it's okay. So a lot of people in the world, footy players, fucking bodybuilders, powerlifters, fucking people recovering from surgery, X, Y, Z, people that hurt themselves at work, right? Now, there are some absolutely phenomenal things on the market that can speed up recovery, being peptides. Like we've all heard the story about footy players and things like that, using peptides to get back on the field in a couple of weeks. I'm, in a couple, I'm, couple of I'm a Cronulla Sharks supporter, so I know all about okay. peptides and Asana. So you're aware. Yeah, 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 100%. So my issue is, is it's not, it's not very like, it's not very well known about. Like doctors don't know about it. Fucking physios don't know about it. And the health benefits people can have from it and how quick they can come back from injuries with it is absolutely like, it, it's it's mind blowing. All right. So, and we're not talking like there's a fucking million and one drugs out there that have a positive side effects, like any performance energy drug, whatever, that have really bad side effects. And it's a big personal decision whether you want to take the risk and the reward using certain drugs, right? With peptides, there is absolutely fucking minimal, minimal, minimal negative sides unless you fucking choke on the container it comes in, to be honest. And for example, I have a mate that, um, do you want to jump in? I just said, yeah, right. I I was unaware of that. No, you're right. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. So, and and in the sense of performance enhancing, they don't really make you better than what you are, but they will help you come back from an injury quicker than what you could have without, right? So for example, I have a friend that does a very manual labor job, like he's a concreter, post footy, and hurt himself playing footy, busted his hand up pretty bad, right? And this is all an afterthought. And anyway, he had this thing called drop hand, where like he'd rotate his hand so his thumbs up and his hand would just go fucking limp. And the first opinion he got was, sorry, bro, you've got to learn to live with it. Like that, that was it. That was the only fucking thing he was told. Sorry, bros, you've got to learn to live with it. We call it drop hand. It is what it is. And then he kept asking, kept asking around. And eventually, and he's told me this after, he um, got onto some peptides and literally in a two-week turnaround, his hand was 100% better. Yeah, right. Well, Like, it's it's like, and I've got I've got other mates like myself. I had a, um, a quad tear six weeks ago. Now, by rights, it should be fucking 12 weeks out before you're under a bar again. Used a bit of this stuff. And, like, I was able to compete last weekend and ended up squatting fucking upwards of 780 kilos. Not 780, 280, sorry. Yeah. And the thing that annoys me is like how beneficial these things can be and the lack of knowledge or the lack of options available. Like it's not even an option discussed sort of thing where you can weigh up the pros and cons. But with this particular set, as I said, there's such minimal, 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 if any negative sides. It seems crazy to me that it's not more commonly used. And it's like people will have a a shoulder issue and they'll quite happily go under the knife and let someone like fillet open their own, their whole shoulder to have a crack at getting it fixed. But this like, this step's completely ignored. It like, I don't know, it blows my mind and it frustrates me because I've seen a lot of guys be told, sorry, the injury injury ailment you've got, it's going to take six months to get better. Or sorry, bro, you've got to learn to live with it, right? Where they've gone down the, the track of the good old fashioned footballers and they're able to get back into working and their injury goes from say a 12 week minimum down to a six. and you know, this might just sound like a fucking, I'm obsessed with this stuff. But the thing is, it's like, I've seen a lot of people when they can't train, when they can't work, when they've got a fuck shoulder and they're like super limited in all the things they can do. And it's like really, really depressing shit. It can take a massive toll. Like imagine like, say you had someone that's a, I don't know, like a concreter, a bricky, a fucking anything. And they're the sole provider for the household. And they've been told, sorry, you fucking, your hand's going to be operating at 20% for the rest of your life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, shit and, go. Shit go. Actually, my dad- my dad broke his back when I was about eight and he won one. He got a, a compensation payout and said, fucking see you later. Lost his job. We'll just give him this money. That was it. The detrimental effects that go on, it's, it's beyond the physical. It's the, it's the mental illness. And back in the nineties, no one spoke about that shit. So hundred percent can relate to what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, like I really don't want to come across this just like fucking power for that's into fucking performance dancing drugs and all that sort of shit. Like, I, I genuinely see the negative toll it can have on people not being able to train, not being able to provide and not living a full life. And we're so used to just being like, oh, well, I guess we'll cut him open and see how we go. Because like how many fucking post-surgery negative sides do you fucking hear about? A fucking million. And it just blows my mind that this avenue isn't explored or it isn't pushed or it isn't researched. Like it's, it's not like these people are seeing these doctors and they're like, oh, look, 
we can put you in touch with someone that knows about peptides, which could enhance the recovery potentially. It's just like, sorry, bro, learn to live with it, get out. Like, it's just so fucking cold, man. And it's like not giving the people the option. And and maybe it is, you know, I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist at heart. And maybe it's because, you know, these particular things you understand to make a fucking dollar out of it. And that's why they don't recommend it. I'm not sure. But it, um, yeah, it kills me and it really fucking does my head in. Oh, and that's fair enough. And um, I'll, t- I'll, I'll, you know, when you said you've, you squatted 280, <laughs> you, uh, your quad wasn't the only one that was under a bar, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like that's interesting i've never i never really stopped to think about that like it because you know as a it's just as a as a guy who if i get sore or whatever i go see a chiropractor a doctor whatever you, you would expect that you would be looked after and they give you the best knowledge at the time but if old Mandy with the hand drop is gone sorry bro you got to live with it i mean fuck man that's that's a hard go so um yeah, that's interesting. This, yeah, you know what I mean? This dude's life is like, he's a very, very proud dude. Loves being the sole provider for his house. Um, it's a lot of who he is. Plays footy. Absolutely loves it. Like, and to have them think two things like shake of a hand. Oh, well, sorry, bro. You have to learn to live with it without even saying, hey, man, there's a few options out there. I don't personally know, but I can put you on someone that might know better. Like the fact that that's not even discussed by people in the medical field, that blows my mind and it fucking does my head in how cold they can like just push someone out and say, sorry, bro, it is what it is without even offering options. It fucking drives me crazy. Ah, fair point. Yeah. That's, that is definitely like shake the confidence in the system. Wouldn't it? Yeah. That's I'm very sorry mm. to hear that. That's tough. Um, so for me, like this section's all about having a bitch and sometimes you drop, people drop pearls like that. Like I, it's interesting to think about it from a different perspective. So thanks for, thanks for shining some light on that. That's, that's got me thinking. After the after the bitch session, I always feel good. I you know shake it out, especially having half a bar and all that sort of thing. Um, so this podcast is about storytelling, and I wanted to get to know to talk to you and the audience about like what you like. You know, here in the Central West, you know, Orange for those of you who are international listeners, inland New South Wales, Australia. Um, so can you tell us how to power, how did the powerlifting journey start for you, and you know from there up to today like what comps have you been in how'd you get how'd you start the gym and the podcast tell us about how it all started for you yeah easy bro um if you include millthorpe which is a little town just outside orange i'm like fucking third or fourth generation around here um yeah dad grew up here grandfather grew up here fucking great grandfather grew up here always been in orange um yeah what happened i think i've told this story before i'm on our pod but basically at age 16 when me and my um best mate left school to get apprenticeships. Um, we had a conversation about how we were having zero luck getting any girls. And we made a big, made a big plan that we were going to go get a fucking fat set of biceps and some big triceps. And that was going to solve our problems. So we started training pretty consistently upper body only around 16. Um, and that sort of carried on through the apprenticeship um, probably around, I'd say I probably fucked around training for the first three years, not really taking it very seriously. And then got more and more serious over the thing. And then I think I was about probably 20 when I really kicked it into gear and then competed into bodybuilding in when I was 21. Um, and then what happened? I think where I worked shut. So for a change of scenery, I moved to Wollongong because I was in love with the place. Um, found an old school bodybuilding gym down there and pretty much like trained for a year, gave up the trade, did PT and sort of worked out the goal eventually was to try and do my own gym. Um through bodybuilding and everything that comes along with it. And also me not being very good at being a PT, I completely did my ass. So <laughs> I moved home with 40 bucks and got a job as a Sparky again. And then what would I say? I'd say through not much more than dumb luck, my um, sister's partner at the time messaged me and said the um, squash courts are selling their old equipment. It's fucking super fucking old school. I was like, cool, sick. I'll go and have a look. And like, you know, I've got fucking... I think I'd have my first three pays as a Sparky and maybe had a thousand bucks in the bank. And um, yeah, I went and had a look, fell in love with the equipment. My old boy is like a fucking old school barter. Like he's sort of did a fucking bring out a BP and argue over the price of milk sort of thing. Yes. I'm not the same. <laughs> awesome. I'm not the same. Like when I see something, I'm like, yep, see, how much is it? Cool, done. Um, so I offered these dudes, I think maybe five grand for all the equipment. And by today's standard, that's an absolute fucking bargain for the amount of shit I got. Yeah. And um, yeah, he said yes. Rang the bank. They told me to get fucked because I only had sort of four weeks back working. 
Um, so what happened? I think my mum, my mum spotted me two grand, and then she put two grand on her credit card to make up the five. Um, paid these dudes for the equipment, and then the game plan was to um, move it all into my grandmother's storage shed, which I had no intention of paying rent for. And um, one day, I opened a gym. Friday, I moved half of it out there. Saturday, I was in there pulling apart all the big shit that I couldn't carry on my own. And this is where the dumb luck comes into it. I met the guy that had bought the building and he said, oh, I'm such and such. I bought the building. I said, oh, I'm Lyle. I bought the equipment. He said, look, I'm a developer. He goes, I'm probably not going to touch it for two or three years. If, you know, I don't want to end up being some old derelict piece of shit eyesore building. So if you want to make a run of it, we'll, um, we'll sort something out. And then, yeah, we went out for breakfast the next morning, shook hands. And two weeks later, we're running a gym in squash. How good. Yeah. So, oh, it was fucking nuts. For those of you who aren't aware, um, as you walk in, you've got the office to your right inside, two squash courts. And then it's kind of like a like a segmented garage. It's sort of like different rooms with different lifting equipment. Like you got your leg room, you got your and then you got your big room with all your like your your bench presses and your cable machines and the studios out the back for cardio and all that sort of thing. So it's a pretty good setup. Um so how long have you been, how long has one strength been operating for now? I think it's been over four years now. I think four years. So, and like we've done a fair bit of renos in that time. Like the original gym was like 130 meters squared. And then we did some renos and it went to 180 and then it went to 240. And I think currently it's around 550 sort of thing. Yeah. Wow. It's a fair, it is a big setup. So when I, I've got to give shout outs to Zach, uh, the guy who owns the place where I live. He, um he, he took me along there and I was like, holy crap, this is a good gym. And so I've been training there, not enough, but I, I do train there when I can. And uh, I've been enjoying myself heaps, eh? So thanks for running an awesome place. Everyone there is super friendly and oh, supportive man. as. Like, We've got a fucking sick team, man. Like, my fucking wife's a fucking animal. The fucking guys that work there are just machines. Like, you know, I get I get more credit than what I deserve for that place, for sure. Like, it's a fucking massive team effort that goes into it. Yeah. And um, it's just sort of bit, like, a lot of it's been perpetuated by the members. Like, we've always sort of preached good culture, good culture, good culture. And, um, look, if you've got fucking... 500 members on board with that idea then it ends up being pretty good but if, say if you had 500 people that weren't on board with that you'd probably just have dog shit culture that's true you have 500 members wow yeah i think so then plus fitness passport also i think around there yeah nice well um it, well, every time every time i go there like you see people lifting obscene amounts of of weight and it's like fuck man like it's so inspiring to me because i'm a like I, i'm a very novice when it comes to powerlifting but i enjoy it heaps even if i never yeah 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 even if I never get to the point of being ripped, I just, this is something that's relaxing about it. Like it, it resets the endorphins and it, it helps me get on with my day. So, you know. Oh man, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I, I know plenty of people and like, I, I don't say this in like a jovial manner, but it's like, I know plenty of people that would have taken a rope for a swing fucking years ago if they couldn't train. Hey. Yeah. No, it's a fair point. It is a fair be, point. Man. It's, um, sorry. You go. No, I, I just, I think, Look, I think every gym is doing the right thing, but um, I don't know. It just feels like what we got going down there with so many people like ridiculously on board with the values and what we push and supporting each other. I just think we run. I think I think it's become a very good thing. I think it's got um, I think it is helping a lot of people, and I think it's got a lot of potential to help a lot more. Well, I've spoken to some of the guys I work with. They train it there, so shout outs to Sam Windle. He's got about two percent body fat on his body, and um. He's thick. My and goodness, he's strong. Thick with three C's. Oof. He's uh literally, yeah, hundred percent. And uh, uh, so he's he's one of the guys that I work with as well. And um, so shout outs to you, Sam, you handsome Englishman, feeding him. Like it's just <laughs> it's, it's everyone you come across. Like, I've spoken to some people there, and nothing but nothing but good words. Another guy, uh, Matt Savaro. So shout outs to you, Sam. He's hey, big, Matt Sav. He, he's uh, on he, the OG. He's fucking trained there forever. He said he said that, and um. He's, he spoke you up very kindly as well. And I was like, so then I met you, I think a week or two later and it's been, you've been nothing but nice. So I appreciate you making me feel welcome there too. You and the team. Oh, right. 100%. Yeah. It's, yeah. um, yeah. Fuck man. Sav was one of like the first members upstairs when it was 130 square gym. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's been on board for a fucking very long time. Very supportive guy. Long That's time good. Sav. I ended up, he ended up, um, I playing his soccer team. We're supposed to play tonight, but the other team couldn't field a team. So they forfeit. So. You know, we'll try again on Sunday when it'll be holy hangover day. <laughs> We've got another makeup game. Um, so tell us about also your podcast. So what's it called? What's it about? And what are some of the topics that you've discussed so far? Oh, God. Um, 
So it's called the Lyle and Swan Show. Me and Nathan Swan that owns um, Own Ambitions run it. Um, what would you call it? I'd say there's like a bit of wholesome messaging in there with like personal development and like talking about fucking like more so business struggles and things like that that we go through and times we want to head by the wall, we sort of have a chat. Like it's it's fucking everyone says the buzzword fucking authenticity, but like it's very fucking genuine and very honest. Like we don't, we don't record it as if anyone's listening. It's just the two of us in a room fucking chatting shit, drinking whiskey. Um, that's half the fun. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'd say it's... Uh, <laughs> That's an incredibly far cry from politically correct and some of the shit we get on there talking about. But it's um, it's just like it's a conversation between you know how like when you're around a group of mates, you can talk shit and you can fucking not stress about what the fuck you're saying about anyone getting on getting online and fucking canceling and having a cry and a piss and moan and whatnot. Yeah, like you know like when you're around a crap group of mates, say on the beers, like the shit you talk could get pretty out of hand. Yeah, well, some of the stuff I've spoken about in my mates at the pub will never, ever make yeah, it to exactly. <laughs> Well, basically, that's what we do. We pretty much do that, <laughs> we record it, and then we send it out. Like, it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's pretty much like it's it's documenting, like, what we're doing, the shit we're learning about businesses. We're both trying to grow our businesses and sort of both what we do sort of complements each other, so we work well. But um, it's that with a shovel of fucking shit talk jammed on top, basically. Well, it's fair enough. So you and Nathan, you've got, like, various degrees and stuff as well under your belts like i'd imagine you've got personal training qualifications and he yeah. certifications too and stuff yeah yeah man yeah we've we've got like pt but i don't know i think the fucking old pts too get things a bit of a fucking wank that you just do for insurance to be totally fucking honest no oh, fair enough um, i think a lot of the pt i think a lot of the pt courses out there maybe there is some good ones that i don't know but a lot of them are a real ticker box type thing like if I if I could have the choice between training under a powerlifter with a few Australian records with zero fucking degrees, I would take that above someone with a fucking diploma in fitness any day of the fucking week. Yeah, very cool. So yeah, I think we've both um both been lucky enough. Like we've both trained under some really really good coaches for bodybuilding. We both do a bit of our own research, and then I've sort of um he stayed bodybuilding, and I've sort of branched off and done powerlifting now. Yeah, but. I think it's really is one of those things where you, you you learn a lot more. Like anything, fuck, you can learn anything in theory, but when it comes to put it in practice, it's a different kettle of fish sort of thing. Yep. So just, just for those out there who may not be aware, can you briefly explain the difference between bodybuilding and powerlifting? Yeah, 100%. So bodybuilding is um, it's competition how good you look. So you're rated on your overall size, your symmetry of your muscles, your proportions of muscles to your other muscles. Like say they call it the golden ratio being a two to one. So if you're a two at the shoulders and a one at the waist, that's a really aesthetic physique type thing, like Arnold type look. Um, yeah, size, symmetry, proportion, and condition is what bodybuilding is rated on. So basically it's like the most jacked, leanest, aesthetically pleasing physique on the stage in that category will win and or a combination thereof. Um, and then and like, I don't wrong, I've done that. Like, it's a fucking cool sport. It's fucking grueling, but it's cool. And then powerlifting is a sport of how much you can squat, bench press, and deadlift. So you're you're training to be as strong as possible. And I don't wrong, I fucking still have a place in my heart. I fucking still love bodybuilding. But um, basically, bodybuilding, it's about how good you look on stage, and it has z- nothing to do with your fucking physical ability. Like a bodybuilder is quite often like at their fucking weakest, most depleted on stage. And then a powerlifting, it's all about um, peak performance and um, absolutely not about how you look. Yeah, well, I, I just imagine like they have the, the discipline that you'd need to successfully look like with a big with a good physique. Me personally, my head would be too far out of proportion to whatever lean <laughs> shit I put my body through. Like there at work the other day, I work, everyone knows I work in mining, and there was a massive rock put in the back of the truck. And one of the guys goes, oh, gee, Mitch, just careful when you go around the corner. You don't want your head to roll off the back of your truck again. It's like, it's tough, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but, no. yeah, like it's it, – it, it's. I admire those who have the discipline and have the like the desire to to go through with something like that because um, you look at them and go, holy shit, there's like 3 or 4% body fat on these men and women and it yeah, just man, makes you – 100%. So, you know, and – the whole powerlifting thing. I, I interviewed a, a woman by the name of Chloe. She runs a um, a gym up on the on the Gold Coast, and she and her partner are into it as well. And she was talking about some of the struggles of 
you know, running a gym during COVID and this and that. How was it for you guys? Like, how did you, it was it okay to get through the break, or how did you just go with that? Um, to be honest, we had a real, like I'll speak from personal experience. I had a fucking great time with it. Um, I very much run on a high amount of stimulus, so the more shit I've got to like do and think about in general, the happier I am. Um, the first, don't wrong. The shittest thing about COVID was we all copped about like I know at the gym we probably lost about. Well, 60, maybe 70% in turnover. So, like, it's a pretty big um, it's a pretty big pay cut, especially when you're still paying wages and things like that to the guys. So that was absolutely a dog shit component of it. But the actual things we did throughout, like, I fucking loved it. The first time we had a lockdown, we um, emptied the gym. I think we are on the local news for it. We emptied the gym. We had, like, fucking, like, I'd come to your house and set up a lap pull down in your lounge room, and then I'd go to someone else's house and set up a bench press and weights. And um, basically, we just kept so fucking busy that time. I didn't mind you, I did mining on the weekends to keep paying the bills. But um, we'd like take equipment to people's houses and then we'd buy secondhand equipment and then we'd refurbish that equipment and then we'd put that equipment in someone's house. And like it was just a big fucking steamrolling effect and fucking busy on social media, like sending people workouts and whatnot. But the second time around, um, we were adamant we weren't going to lock down. And um, yeah, we got a bit of a talking to from Nine Placemen in the afternoon, day one of lockdown. And they properly shut us down. And then we did a bit of brainstorming with them. Like they weren't like they weren't pricks or anything. They're actually really good guys, but I suppose they were just doing their job, which I agreed with disagreed with what the job was. But we set up a gym in the car park for the next, I think it was eight weeks. So like every morning at the gym, and why I say it was good, like it was awesome for team morale at the gym. Like we'd meet at the gym every morning at fucking stupid o'clock. We'd haul out a whole gym's worth, fill up the car park, like different sections to train in. And then we'd take shifts through the day, like booking people in because we're allowed to have two people training in a space um, in a certain area. So we had like five or six different spaces where we could book people in to train. So like we had a good time with it. You guys, sorry? I was going to say that these times have been weird, man. Like I, um, yeah, when I I trained at Curry Curry Anytime Fitness because that's all that was around and, and I was made like programs and eating and I didn't stick to it. I just got, as I said, I turned into the Goodyear blimp. <laughs> but no, it's good to know that you were able to sort of at least get something out of it. Hey, like COVID. Yeah. Oh, fuck COVID. I hate it. <laughs> I really do. So looking forward. So what's next for One Strength and is there going to be more podcasts as well? So what's next for you like in terms of fitness uh, industry? Yeah, we... um. We, we, we lack discipline with podcasting for sure. And um, it can be a bit of a nightmare trying to line both of our schedules up, but that's a absolutely fucking terrible excuse that I'm saying online. We could do it if we put more effort in. So we need to get more consistent with the podcast, basically. Um, that's a little side project we do, but at the gym, we're probably looking to do another expansion at some stage and get some more sort of specific machines. So the last one we just finished was finishing off like a dedicated legs room, which I think everyone likes. So we've always sort of got a project in the run in like that's happening. So we'll probably look to another expansion at some stage this year. Um, I think we're looking to put in like a recovery aspect as well. Maybe with like saunas and cold tubs and cold plunge and that sort of thing. Um, I'd love to say this year, but the way it's going, I'd say next year we're looking to open another gym in Bathurst, being the next town over. Um, that's pretty much what's happening with one strength at the moment. Oh, and we run powerlifting comps. So we've got a um a big comp coming up on October 31st. We've just sold out and we've got people coming from fucking Melbourne, Gosford, Central Coast, Canberra. Like there's a massive people coming. I think there's a few people coming from Tassie. So um, yeah, like we'll run a really big comp in the late October for Halloween. Can I, can people come down and have a watch and sort of. Yeah, man, hundred percent. Yeah. It's um powerlifting is the fucking best sport in the world to watch. It's, it's so fucking good, man. Like even when I was bodybuilding, I had nothing to do with powerlifting. I just love fucking watching powerlifting 10 times more than bodybuilding. It's just engaging. The crowds get behind the fucking athletes doing it. Like the first comp we ran, there was like, we had our powerlifting comp on and on the same day, um, because we've still got a few squash courts, the squash players are running something for the their kids, like young squash kids. And dance that we subleased part of the building to had a, um, I'll call it a Stedford, but that's the wrong word, uh, a showcase of dancing or some shit. And um, no idea. I've got no idea at all. No, neither do I. Um, but in between like kids at Stedfords and fucking squash activities, we had dance mums and squash mums coming down. Like just and like screaming like fucking maniacs like up 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 up. While people are powerlifting, like you just like if you're in the crowd in powerlifting, you can't help but get 
drawn into it. Like it's it's just you see how much emotion people put into their lift and they get jacked up and you fucking feel happy for them when they get the lift and you feel sad when they don't. It's um it's wicked. Like one of the squash mums is crying because one of the girls missed a deadlift. It's yeah, it's it's hard right. to explain, but it's an absolutely fucking sick vibe. Well, like even though I wasn't obviously it was on the other side of the world. Um I quite often will look up Eddie Hall's half ton deadlift. And yeah. like it's about a ten minute thing. And for those of you unaware, Eddie Hall was the world's strongest man for a few years running. I don't think he holds the title anymore, but he deadlifted half a ton. That is ridiculous. And like he ended up going down afterwards. I think his nose started bleeding, but you can just, the crowds warmed up. He's like, let's do it. Let's do it. And um, yeah, like if it's anything like that, which I'm sure it is to see, you're so happy for people to see what they can do. Man, hundred um, percent. Hey. And like as a as a gym owner, as a trainer, as a competitor, you know, you know, you'd see that and see like you like, oh, he tra- I trained him and or her and yeah, you know, they they absolutely. set a new PB. Absolutely. I've got a I've got a goal in the next six months. I want to be able to deadlift two hundred kilos. Come here. Come so here. I'm going to get back into it, start training more, and um. So watch this space, people. The, the heaviest I've ever done was 180, and the technique wasn't the greatest. So I got mask kicked for that a little bit. But, um, yeah, that's a personal goal of mine. Yeah, man. $2 is a good deadlift. That's sick. So we'll see how we go. And we oh, might okay, take a quick... we'll do a few. We'll do a few sessions on deadlifting. Sounds good. We might take a quick break because this uh, Zoom kicks us off after 40 minutes. So we'll be right back. Cheers, guys. And we're back. Sorry about that, folks. We just had to uh, take a break and start again. Damn Zoom. <laughs> and if Zoom's listening, yeah, damn Zoom. So just spoke about like crowds and, and uplifting and being like part of the moment. Who's someone mm-hmm. that you find inspirational? Um, is there anyone in particular? When it, comes, when it comes to powerlifting. Yeah, or powerlifting, bodybuilding, yeah. Um, powerlifting on a local level, bro, is 1 million percent Daniel Blanford Pumba. He's, um, man, go back four years, he was the only powerlifter in Orange. Like fucking only one. Yeah. And then when we did a renovation at the gym, he actually, fuck, he, he owns a bit of the equipment at the gym. And he said, look, like, I just want to help create a home for powerlifting because he just did it out of his fucking back shed at home for a lot of years. Like, won, a, um, won the biggest comp in Australia, Pro Raw, in 2016. This dude fucking trained out of his shed. Like, he's a... It's a very fit, eh? He's a beast, bro. He's an absolute beast. Um, yeah, so if there's anyone, man, I look up to here... He's probably one of the only dudes I look up to in powerlifting, to be totally honest. Like, I've got a lot of friends in powerlifting, but, um, yeah, he just dominated it when he was in it. And then he's had a really um, a really bad run with injuries over the last, say, three years. And, yeah, if I'd had the amount of injuries and the severity he's had, I can't say I – I don't know whether I would have fucking kept doing the fucking thing, to be honest. But he – um. Like he fucked his back, he's rehabilitated his back, and he's fucking torn two quads a million times worse than I did. And he just keeps turning up, man. He fucking like he's like the dad of powerlifting in the gym. If any of us are stressing out about fucking like a heavy squat, he'll come in out of his own time and help you with it. And yeah, man, he um he's the big dog in town when it comes to powerlifting. He um used to coach a whole bunch of us, but then he got too busy in his own business as a Sparky. So then he referred us on to his coach. So now we all train under Luke, Luke Shakespeare uh, from Strength Unlimited. Um, good dude. Um, but yeah, bro, Pumba is like, he's just the man when it comes to a man. And it's like, I don't know, it just fucking gets me going when I see that motherfucker move big weight. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, that's good, man. He just, um, he's just so many levels ahead of the rest of us. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, there's a couple of us that have pulled 300. There's a few people that are going to, encroach on 300 in the next fucking six months sort of thing and pumba's pulled fucking 345 for a double he's pulled like 360 like it's just i like no it's big numbers man man i've nearly fucking blown my ass out trying to put five kilos on my dad going from 300 to fucking 305 and that motherfucker's done that another 12 times and got to 360 like it's it's crazy i think he squatted 360 like He's um he's gonna compete in our Halloween comp and I'm fucking pumped to see that dude compete. Yeah, geez, if I tried to do three sixty, I'm pretty sure it'd crap out my spine. Fucking hell. Bro, so would I. Fucking so would I. Fucking no question about it, hey. Yeah. I'll shout out to you, Pumba. I hope to meet you one day, pal. 
Get some- yeah, bro. I'll introduce you next time he's at the gym together. But he's um, he's just quite a chief, bro. He's a pretty quiet, dude. He um goes to pretty dark place when he's doing heavy lifts. But um, he's one of them dudes you look at and you you are a fucking scary looking fucker. But once you know him, he's the fucking nicest dude you could ever know. Is he the big like big bald fella? Uh, like the real big bald fella that works yeah. the mines. Yeah. No, nah, bro, that's Ash. That's big Ash. Ash. He's like he's a fucking godfather of training in Orange as well, man. So he um seen him lift big, yeah. but I've never introduced myself to him. Yeah, man, Ash is a monster, and he's fucking so fucking nice, man. Like I remember when I first started training, Ash like took me under his wing, showed me how to bench, showed me how to do this, showed me how to do all that, and so like it's a really cool full circle thing for me now to like have learned so much off that fucking dude. Mm. And then to now have him training at the gym, it's um, it's really fucking cool. That's cool. So, so as you're looking to the future, if people want to check out your your podcast or come down and see you at One Strength, where can people find you on the socials? Um, so my uh, Instagram, through where I do most of my shit, is just Wild Davis ninety four. It's pretty um, pretty basic. And then One Strength on Instagram is One Strength with an underscore after the words because. Some prick got in there before us and <laughs> got it somewhere in the States that um, I don't even know if they post anymore, motherfuckers. Um, but if you want to come check out the gym, we're 146 Model Street, we're the old squash courts. Um, there's always someone there. Like, that's a big point of difference we have is we're a fully staffed gym. So you're not just going in blind. You'll always have someone there that can show you around, get you set up, get your program, show you how to do the exercises, blah, blah, blah. If you want to just come in and talk shit, then the staff also specialise in that as well. Yeah. And I'll uh, include links to all the socials in the bio. But to all your members and to all the listeners that you've had, is there anything that like you would say or if think someone's considering, you know what, I'm going to give this whole powerlifting thing a try, what advice would you give or what would you say to those people out there? Genuinely, the best piece of advice I can give for that sort of thing is to get a coach. Get a coach? It's like, it's just get a, get a fucking coach. Like, bite the bullet. It's a couple of extra bucks a week. Like, we, don't be wrong. We can, um, we can get you set up on a program. We can show you how to do it. But... um if you genuinely want to give powerlifting a crack, getting a coach that, you know, I, I've, I've got one fucking Puma's got one and he's the absolute man. You, um, you know, you, you film your exercise each week, you send it to your coach, you get feedback, you get better at the exercise. They make a long-term plan for you. You stick to the plan. You end up getting stronger. It's just, um, it's the best way to go about it. Find a decent coach. There's plenty of shit ones out there as well. So a little bit of research. Come ask us and we'll point you in the right direction. But um, yeah, and like we we are looking to um, like Ben Wells is going quite well at the gym. He's looking to get into coaching as well. Um, he's doing a few courses at the moment to sort of um help him have a better understanding of it. Um, but yeah, if you're looking to get into powerlifting, come down. We can show you the movements. We can get you started with something basic. If you think about competing, best thing you do is like find a decent coach and just milk their brain for all it's worth, basically. Uh, well, will you take me under your wing? I want to. I want to coach. Oh, I don't think I know enough to be honest. Right, I well. like. I, st- I still. I still very much, and you know, and maybe maybe I do, maybe I don't, but I still very much consider myself a um, student of the sport rather than a teacher. Like, there's a big. Um, I should have ranted about this at the start. There's a big, big fucking thing, man. Like bodybuilding has it all the time. You have people that. Do one comp, don't understand the body, fuck all, and then all of a sudden they're a fucking bodybuilding comp coach, and it's just it's just not the way to fucking do it. People do one powerlifting comp, and then they think they're a powerlifting coach, and it's just a far cry from the truth, man. It's um yeah, and to be honest, man, like I just um you know if you were to put your heart and soul into powerlifting, I just don't think I'd do a good enough job to be honest. Like I think I have a very good understanding of putting on muscle from a bodybuilding standpoint because I was I was in that one for a lot longer, but um yeah, I wouldn't entrust your um, time and money and my knowledge in strength training, just because I don't think it's at a, um, a coaching level yet. But I could definitely hook up with a good coach, or if you want to learn how to deadlift, you know, I could write you something up, something basic. Yeah. Well, but if you help anyone competing, man, I would definitely refer you to someone that knows more than I do. Well, I need to get because I've lost a bit of my strength because I've just you know been lazy. I, it's my odds on me. Like like today, even though I trained arms yesterday, I went on the bench. And I was barely able to do an assisted 100 kilo bench. Like my highest was 107.5. I mm-hmm. want that back. And I want to, so yeah, I will be talking to you and figuring out some sort of plan. So definitely. yeah, we'll put something basic together for you, man. 100%. And yeah, you know, we'll, we'll have a look at it from a technical standpoint as well. See if there's anything you can milk out of it. But um, strength comes back, man. Size comes back. The body likes to remember. It's, um, you know, I'd be a fucking hypocrite if I got up anyone for every now and again falling off the horse because fucking Lord knows I do. 
So it's just a matter of getting back into it and not. Well, I, yeah, I, as I said, I'll come. I, I feel pretty strongly about this, man. It's like, um, like I talk a lot with people about like, I call it New Year's resolution syndrome where they're like, as of January 1st, I'm going to run eight days a week. I'm going to fucking eat nothing but kale smoothies. And I'm going to fucking train weights 14 times in a three week block. And it just, it's fucking too much. And when you make these fucking stupid claims that are so far away from what your current lifestyle is, you just sort of set yourself up to fuck up, really. And then after three days passes, you go, fuck, that's right. I'm a fat piece of shit. You fucking go back to your Christmas habits. Yep. And I say it with so much passion because I've fucking done it a thousand times. And the best thing to fucking do genuinely that I preach to all the fucking cows come home when people fall off the path is just keep a fucking simple fucking dumb fuck promise to yourself. Go, all right, lol. You've got to go for a walk today. Fuck everything else up. Go through drive through three times if you really fucking want. But go for a walk, you fuck. And after about three days of going for a fuck, and this is, and this is my internal dialogue. I don't fucking call everyone oh, shit, it's, can't. It's me, <laughs> but that's how I talk about myself. <laughs> but um, yeah, after about three week, three days of going for a fucking 10 minute walk, you feel a bit like a fuckhead. So you go, all right, come on, big dog. Go for a half hour walk today. And then fucking just do that. Eat Maccas. I don't give a fuck. Don't train. I don't give a fuck. Like, whatever. Just keep that one little fucking shitty promise to yourself. And then after a couple of weeks, you're like, all right, I've been walking. Maybe I don't need to eat like a fat kind every day. And then you're okay, I'm going to sort out dinner. Okay, at least my dinners are going to be good. And then you sort that out. And then you sort, and then like just slowly, 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 fuck it, slowly. You build these habits. Then you start training. And you say, okay, the deal is I'm going to spend 45 minutes at the gym. Doesn't matter if I fuck the dog the whole time, 45 minutes at the gym. And then a couple of weeks passes and you go, okay, I've got to stick to a program. And then, man, that's that's the best way in fitness to like create meaningful change is to just do it fucking bit by bit. Small so yeah, I'd, um, Small I'd say, I'd say hundred percent. I'd say don't be too much of a prick to yourself. Yeah. You've fallen off the horse, whatever. Cool. There's not much you can do about the past. So make a shit promise, keep the shit promise, repeat. And then yeah. all of a sudden in a year's time, you're fucking jacked and juicy and looking good. Well, I, I, I got this habit of, cause I do seven on seven off, seven on seven off. and, um, like on the mining days, I'm like, I'm too tired. And by the time I get home, it's like, but in actual fact, your gym opened the out app. Like I could train before work on those days. 100%. So I think I'm going to start doing that before work as well. So yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And, and then, you know, I'm a wide awake. And by the time I get home after a 12 hour day, I'll sleep like a champion and do it all again. You will, man. Like, I really feel like the whole, like getting up early thing, training thing. It's like, yeah, just strap in for a fucking shit week. You're doing a bit extra. You're going to be tired. But, like, you will really find, like, even if you worked and then trained after, you'd fucking sleep 10 times better and you'd wake up good sort of thing. You'd be in a better mood. It's just, um, yeah, like, you might be a bit tired for a week, but fuck, like, sometimes you're a bit tired for a week anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, 100%. Well, I joined a soccer team too and we played um last swing on the Friday night after work, so... For those who aren't familiar, this part of the world, it's very cold. And it was minus one running around playing soccer. Yeah. But while I was out yeah. there, I was I just I felt accomplished because I'm doing something. And that's one yeah. of the reasons I, I got back into it after a few years. I just yeah, I, I enjoyed that and I feel the same after a workout. Like today I walked out of there, even though I didn't achieve what I wanted to, it's because my arms were like rubber. It still felt good. Like I, I I'm I'm obsessed with feeling like this, hey. Yeah, 100%. So, and as you said, you know, people can go to dark places if they don't regularly do what they, they like, like this podcast that keeps me sane, keeps me above yeah, ground. Cool. Cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, really appreciate what you're doing, man. Like the community of Orange, I'm okay. pretty sure well, I speak on behalf of many people from the community of Orange, you and the team, you, yourself, your wife, and all the guys there at One Strength are absolutely killing it. Uh, the podcast you do. I listened to a couple of episodes. Oh, I dug it. It was funny. <laughs> so I had to do some research before I come I, on. Um, but yeah, I, I had I, a kid come in the gym. He's like, bro, I was listening to your podcast while I was doing my homework. I'm like, man, the only reason you should do that is to remind yourself to stay in school. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually I was speaking to someone I'm going off topic here. I was speaking to someone at work. They say, Why do you do your podcast? I'm like, why do you do your hobbies? You know, yeah, 100%. and he goes, I listen to the I've spoken to I've spoken to heaps of people like sexologists, sex workers. I've spoken to um, people in arranged marriages and doctors and you name it. Yeah, cool. And he goes, I was listening to the one you're talking to the sexologist chick and you're talking about the quick dates you've had. And it's like, oh, here we go. He goes, yeah. no, man, like, oh, it's funny <laughs> as fuck. And I relate to it. 
And it was it was that that was yeah. like holy shit. Like I didn't people that just take the time to go, you know what, man? I resonated with you. Appreciate what you're doing. I was like that, that made my week. I was like, fuck yes. Yeah, that's dope, bro. That's dope. And you know, heaps of people. Like I've, I, as I said, I work with people that train at your gym, and they speak highly of it. And yeah, so credit where credit's due. You, I think you guys, you guys make it very comfortable and approachable. And yeah, so I've stopped kissing ass now, but I appreciate your time. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Time for the gym, and no, like uh, this is we we've been talking about doing this for a couple of weeks now, and I appreciate uh, you giving me some example. of your time. You've never done it, bro. Oh, it's all right. We, you're busy. You're, you're competing. You had um, stuff going on. I, you know, the roster I have doesn't make it easy, but you know, we've yeah. finally done it. I appreciate your time and yeah. I no, appreciate it very much, man. Thank you. It's been good. It's been a good little chat. No worries. Well, um, as always, everyone, thanks for listening. And if you're keen, leave us a review. If not, that's okay too. And if you don't like it, you can have your money back. It's all good. It's a free service. So, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. And I'll catch us on the next one. Bye for now. Hey everyone, sorry, we're back. I was just talking to Lyle and uh, we uncovered a potential little hidden gem. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what were you saying? What's you got something exciting coming up? Little project? It is, man. It's something I've been like, been thinking about for a while and probably procrastinating putting together for a little while. But if you sort of imagine this, right, you've got at the moment, you could come to the gym and pay 15 a week is what we charge and you do your own thing. If you want a program, we print it out for you. If you want to learn any of the exercises, we teach you, right? And then the next sort of level up would be doing personal training. And I, like I personally charge 80 bucks an hour. I say if you want to train away four days a week, it's about 320 a week, which is ridiculously fucking expensive. Um, and what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to put together is something in between where it's like I put a program together for you and then I do, say it's a four-day trainer. In the first week, I'll do four personal training sessions with you. And I mean, I'll be fucking anal as fuck on form, technique, all that sort of shit. It'll be a program put together for you, like around what your goals are and where your current level of aptitude is. And basically it'll be like a report card system where well, the first week I'll run you through it. So you'll like form this fucking Mickey Mouse and I'll make notes on set the backrest on setting two, set the foot plate on set. Like, like I'll, I'll take all the fucking guesswork out of it for you. And then after we do that first like testing week of seeing where you're at and teaching, the next week it's, it'll be like a like a report card sort of thing where I'll tell you exactly what weight to use on exactly what machine, exactly what reps and exactly what settings the machine should be on. You'll come in and say, Hey mate, can I have my book? I'll give you your book. And then you go out and train. You write down the actual, hopefully it's pretty close to what I've prescribed. At the end of the week, when you've completed your four sessions, you'll hand your book in. I'll go over it. I'll review it. I'll decide where it's at. And then I'll give you exactly what to do the next week, basically. So the, the main issue we have with people in gyms is they give it up because they don't see a result. And usually that's from, look, I'll be honest, sometimes it's from lack of effort, but having a plan so you can actually make a comparison, an accurate comparison. So if you do the same thing one week and the same thing the next, like the exact same, compound that for five years, there's no fucking reason for change. But what we're about in the gym is making small incremental improvements, measurable improvements each week. And if you're a nerd and you're into the gym, you already do that stuff. And that's not who I'm trying to sell this service to. But if you're not that way inclined and you want to have all the guesswork taken out of it and have it so that you have a infinitely better chance of seeing results than if you were just to come in and make it up yourself, then this is the sort of program that's for you. So you would come in, you'd be told how to set the machines, what weight to use, how many reps to do, and then you basically just report back on if you attain that exact thing. So, yeah, that's what I'm sort of working on. It's And like I say, it'd be going for roughly, say, 60 bucks a week. So, yeah, it's a bit more than the 15. It's a lot more personalized. I can guarantee you'll get better results. And it's a fucking far cry from, say, 320 a week. You do that for, say, four weeks, we'd have a check-in, see how you're going. And then every eight weeks, I'd cycle you through a new program so it doesn't get boring either. But yeah, that's the project I'm working on. And I, I, I am, man. I'm keen because like it fucking gets me going when people get general results in the gym. And I think I think this is a more in-depth tool to help people attain that. And I think it's far more affordable than fucking paid PT, which is like, yeah, it, it's out of control paying fucking someone four times a week. Like all well and good if you're on fucking crazy bank and you can justify it. But this is like a bridging the gap for the middleman that like 
doesn't want to nerd out and think about what the fuck they're doing, but they still want to attain a result sort of thing. That's about where I am. Yeah, 100%. That makes it nice and easy. And as you're talking before, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the outcome to be different. So, you know, yeah, 100% works. And that's probably the tier I'll go with, to be honest. I'll come and see you either tomorrow or Monday and come up with a plan. Can I be a guinea pig? I'm after guinea pigs. I'm after five guinea pigs to trial out my, my system to see if it works. I will be your guinea pig. Done. Your guinea pig number three. So small, I need two more. The small bloke with a block-shaped head. Let's do it. Yeah, 100%. No, we'll um we'll make you a guinea pig on this project. And um yeah, I'll, I'll be incredibly anal on how you're executing all your exercise. It'll also mean you'll have to meet me at the gym after work. Ooh, ooh, if we talk like that, this is going to go places. <laughs> after, after your work, not after my work. My work's finishing the gym, your work's finishing the mines. Oh, but um, oh, but yeah, I think if, if you're, if that's something that like sounds like it might interest you, or any of you listeners, please get in touch because like it's, I think this thing could really be the missing gap basically between going in and making it up and paying a PT a horrendous amount basically, and I think it'll take all the guesswork out of it because like you know do you know what I mean like if you don't know you don't know, so I always use this metaphor like when I'm talking to like, say I'm teaching a barista how to train. And they'll, they'll say, like, man, I feel like a fucking idiot. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm worried about looking like an idiot in the gym sort of thing. And the metaphor I always use is like like saying, like, fuck, take a brister, take a banker, take a fucking social worker, take a lawyer. Like, if we were to roll reverse and I was to be in their job, would I last 5, 10, or 15 minutes before I was completely fucked and in over my head? Maybe five minutes? I don't know how to make a coffee except instant coffee. Same and yeah, same. I, and then I tell people, like, my, my job is to know shit in the gym. Their job is to do whatever the fuck their job is. And, you know, people get really down and hard on themselves when they feel like a fucking idiot or they feel like stupid or they don't know how to do an exercise properly sort of thing. So, yeah, the the goal of this will be to totally eliminate that feeling because they'll be like, okay, I need to set the machine up on this setting, this setting, and this setting. This is the weight I've got to do. Go. And then come save me if you have an issue. But, yeah, that's sort of where we're at. Sweet. Yeah, well. I look forward to being that guinea pig. Um, yeah. But yeah. If you're in the gym over the weekend, we'll put it together. I'll be in there tomorrow morning before the big day. Uh, if Emsy listens to this, shout out to you, mate. Happy birthday this weekend. We're starting beers at half past 12. <laughs> oh, it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> but um, yeah, as always, everyone, this is the final goodbye. I promise you. No resurrections after this one. Uh, thanks all for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, Lyle. You're a champion. And, uh, Cheers, mate. Bye for now.